0: We're back. Thank you very much for waiting patiently over the summer while we had, while Woody gave us a, a bit of a boxing break. This is bell to bell VIP boxing's very own podcast. We're on episode 125 and you've got us back until about the day after the Jolly boys in December. I think that's about 18th, 19th, something like that. I'll we'll be, i be signing off. Uh, if you would leave us a review on YouTube, that would be fantastic. And, uh, if you're listening on Spotify, thank you. And if you're listening on iTunes, where we do particularly well, thank you very much. You know me, Steve Lillis, and you know my co-host in the top corner there, John Evans. And uh, always after we've had a bit of a break, we bring back um V R P Boxing's head honcho to to give us the lowdown. We're going to talk about V R P Boxing later on, but uh, it's Steve Wood. Steve, thanks for joining us.
1: Yeah, I'm OK, fella.
0: How are you? I'm good, mate. How did you get on during the summer, Steve? I know you only had a week away, I believe. I think you was engineering and I think you've been back working boxing all day today. You've been ringing me up, telling me to get you an opponent for this and that. And if I don't have one for Corey Reagan in a week, I think I'm sacked.
1: Yeah, well, you know what? There's no rest in this boxing, is it? I just wish it was like John now with a few million in the bank and retired. He's retired oh. he's just he's just I'm not
0: gonna say <laughs> what he's just taken on another boxing job I put his weight the day I don't think he's got millions in the bank.
1: Oh, <laughs> dear,
0: he's just taking another uh, I called you there was a lot of thing but millions in the bank I'm not having. <laughs>
2: yeah, I don't know I don't know about that. I'll still be in there at eight o'clock in the morning Steve anyway so
0: <laughs> yeah. <Yep>. Any, anyway. <laughs> Well, do you want to ask Steve anything before we crack on, John, or do you want to wait till we have the VIP? Yeah, we're, get,
2: we're getting to the end, aren't we? We've got a, I know we've got a cracking show coming up at one of our best venues, opening the season up. So, But yeah, we'll get on to all the VIP stuff later. and We're going to talk about a, a big fight this week as well, aren't we?
0: Yeah, we are. We are indeed. Um, one that Steve's heavily involved in. Uh, but more of that in event. That's about round four or five. But John, have you got your clock and all that ready now? Yeah, all ready to go. We're going to start with you, John, and what next for Dubois?
2: Yeah, Daniel Dubois and Usyk. Um, Firstly, forget all the stuff about the low blow. You can't change the result, and I think it was borderline to low, and I don't think someone should win a heavyweight title on a shot like that anyway. But that's by the by. It's what next for Dubois. I thought I enjoyed that fight. I thought it was exciting, entertaining, but it was one-sided. Usyk won every round. Dubois gave him plenty to think about, but Usyk was dominant. But I was quite impressed with Daniel. You know, I I thought he held himself together well. He, he fought at a good pace. He didn't tire too much. The problem comes with how he dealt with the end of a fight. When he got tired, it was like he didn't want to know anymore. Um, it's happened twice now in the late rounds of title fights. And it's worth a go with him now. Um I think it might be a blessing in disguise if this appeal, the lodging, gets nowhere. And it just gives Daniel a bit of time to build himself up, build on what he achieved on Saturday, because he did better than most people thought, and get himself in position to fight this next wave of heavyweights like Hergovic and Jared Anderson, because he's got a shot of beating those guys. He's not going to beat Wilder, Rusick or Joshua. He's not going to beat Joyce. So I, I think the aim now should be getting Daniel into position for
0: another assault on the titles when these big names have gone.
2: Yeah, nothing surprises
0: me in boxing. Um, but I can't see the appeal getting anywhere. My worry with Daniel is when he gets tired, he doesn't know what to do. And I think he was tired the other night as much as any. It's like we always, when you have a long day, you're tired and you don't know what to do, except when he got tired and didn't know what to do. Millions were watching and calling him a quitter, unfortunately. Uh, I don't think it's back to the drawing ball, but then I'll just go a couple of wins and then a semi-significant fight. Perhaps even Joe Joyce again. Steve? Yeah,
1: well, I, I made the, the comments on my little notes down here, what you two guys are basically saying. you know, I think for the 25-year-old, is he, he, certainly physically mature. But he's not mentally matured, and, you know, the way he, he kind of uh, caved in. And he wasn't a great jab that, that finished with him, uh, kind of highlighted that as well. And I think, you know, looking at his record, he's had 19 fights, 18 KOs. His two fights he's lost have both come with KOs. I think looking at his record, he went the distance with Kevin Johnson. And I think someone like Kevin Johnson and then maybe another one similar, while Lusk and Fury move on. Will, will be the simple thing to do. But I'd work on him mentally more than more than anything else, really. And uh, I think in the long term, we could have a world champion with him, but uh, mentally he's got to get right more, more than anything. Yeah,
2: he, he'll, I'll tell you what, he'll regret them two minutes in that fifth round where he didn't just go hell for leather and go for broke for the rest of his life, won't
0: he? Yeah, hmm. I was talking, talking this with uh, someone who coaches amateurs. I went to football, Ashton, today, and he was saying a similar thing, John, to you. Yeah. Uh, round two, Um, in the uh, in the aftermath of that fight, there's been a call for boxing VAR. Um, I don't want to sound like I'm sitting on the fence, but I'm not sure whether I'm for it or what. It sounds great, you know, for how cuts were caused and low blows, but VAR in boxing is time essential. It's not like a football match where they can take two, three minutes. It's going to have to be like cricket where they get it right in 30, 40 seconds. There's not going to be that time, and I just, I, I'm not so sure about it myself because of that. Because sometimes you do have to look at things from different angles. It's like the other night with um, the the low blow, which I thought was low, not deliberate, but it was low. I think I believe it was low. There were so many angles of that, depending on what angle you you took it for.
1: Yeah, well, my opinion is is I wouldn't like to see it coming, and, and apart from the time delays which we'd have to get, I just think. If you look at football, they're still getting it wrong. And if if obviously we're talking about VAR because of last night, I've listened and, and watched loads of comments and videos of it. I'm in boxing and, and I'm a big boxing fan. I couldn't really say if it is right or wrong. Obviously, Frank Warren's going to back his fighter and say um, it was definitely a legal blow. The other people on us side are going to say, no, it was a low blow. But you know, it's like what what is the rules? I've seen people putting up uh, little clips of referees like saying, you know, anything on the the band will let through. You know, that's a good punch. And then you see referees saying, right, anything that goes on the band is 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 too low, and and you'll um, you'll be punished for the low low shot. So I don't think the rules are that clear. Um, for, for us to have got any different, if we did have VAR, I mean, what would it have done last night? Would it have said it was a low blow? Would it have said it wasn't a low blow? And it, whichever side you went, no one would have, or other half wouldn't agree with it.
2: Yeah. I think, you, you, and you could only use it for fight-ending incidents. You know, if Usyk had been rolling around and the referee had counted, then maybe you could have a replay to see if it should stand as a TKO or it made a no-contest. Or if it's a head clash and the fight's over because of a cut, you can look if it's deliberate or accidental. But you can't be stopping a fight for a minute to look at a replay because the guy just say a guy gets knocked down and they're trying to work out if it was a legal shot, he gets a minute
0: recovery. I was going to say that. It's got to be a fight ending only thing. And you're going to get people would milk it as well to get a minute's respite. Tenth round in or something and they're winning it but feeling a bit... Oh, when he's hitting me low, I'll get away with that, you Yeah.
2: Yeah,
1: I think the WBC tried something, didn't they? And I don't think it Did they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not sure when Charlie Edwards got put down that they went back to it. Did did they?
0: Yeah, I didn't know. All right, then. Well, that's VAR. Steve, we're over to you now. And you want to talk about... You're wondering whether we're going to see more 50-50 fights.
1: Well... I'm hoping we are. And I'm going to tell you the reason why I think we are, and we're going to talk about the Middle East later on, because there's that much money in the Middle East now and they're paying for for mega fights, which are 50-50. And everyone chases the money. It doesn't matter what what way of life you're in or what sport you're in, you know. And uh, I think to get in these 50-50 fights, you're going to have to win some 50-50 fights on the TV slots to get you into the position where they want you in these actual mega fights over in in the Middle East. And then when I start looking at the lads that that I've got who want to get onto TV and get onto the the chance to get these 50-50s, they're going to have to win 50-50s on our small halls to get onto the TV. So I just think now, and we've been talking it for a while to try and make 50-50 fights, I think now's... Now's the time, and I think we're going to start seeing them. And uh, obviously the next fight we're going to talk about on, on Saturday nights for fifty fifty, and I've got someone um, fighting for a British title on uh, Friday night in a fifty fifty 50 Mason Cartwright with Samuel Antwi. And, you know, that's what we all want to see, don't we? We know Where you go to a show and you don't know who's going to win because... You just have to look back at all the results on, on the box rec and home, 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 home. And we're not, we're not getting them. And on my shows, because the amount of money that people are paid, you feel f- fair enough they should have like 60-40s. But if you want to start getting onto TV and you want to start getting into the mega fights, I think you're to have to take 50-50s. And uh, it's got to be the way for it. Otherwise, UFC is just going to take over.
2: Yeah, I I don't think there should be any one sided learning fights on TV anymore. It's it's getting bad, isn't it? Some of the shows mm. we watch on Saturday nights, it's mm. it, it can be like six home fighter versus journeyman and then a 70-30 and then a sixty forty Max You get. I think TV mm. shows now should be sixty forty minimum, you know. Mm. It, for, for sport needs to attract people, doesn't it? it keeps keeps needing mm. so viewing numbers don't drop. And the only way that you do that is by putting a better product on.
0: But that's mm. as much down to the TV company, Steve. I mean, all you have to do most TV shows now is look at the odds on Sky Bet or wherever you have put your bet 365 uh, and just see on a Saturday morning. You know, you can, there will be six fights on, you can put a tenner on, you don't win 11, you win 11, you win one pound, you get 11 quid back. So yeah, I mean, I was- a lot of that's down to the TV companies, but do these TV companies, maybe this is for another time, do these TV companies do they don't have boxing experts employed by the TV network anymore? It's like when, you know, HBO were going, Lou DiBella was there in executive position, who, who knows who, you know, who was a boxing man.
1: Yeah, there's no quality controllers, they they're just letting the promoters get away with uh dire dire, dire fights and uh hopefully they'll learn from it because the only thing it's going to affect is their viewing numbers which will be the advertising revenue and uh, this big money now which is coming into boxing It'll, won't last last long if, if, if they don't deliver and it, would, it wouldn't cost the TV company a fortune to employ a consultant a boxing
0: consultant who goes in one day a week and and says what's right and what's wrong with each fight that being, that's been proposed to them it's not even a full-time job you've got no input it happens at the TV channel you're just directing them on what's shit and what's not. It won't yeah, even yeah. cost them a fortune. Give someone 500 quid a day, they'll be, yeah. you know, over a year. That's nothing. But it'd
2: make a money in the long run because the shows
0: are get works. more viewers and the advertisers pay more. Yeah, just a, yeah. Yeah. Or a, a journalist you know? or a former manager, a former promoter. guy. Guy used to have one. I forget what his name was called. But he was really, really good. Was that Bob Mee who used to be in at Sky? Bob Mee, yeah. Great man. Forgotten more about boxing than most people. Up there with Buncey and Dean Powell as the most knowledgeable Mm -hmm. boxing person I've ever met.
1: Yeah, yeah. Harry Mullum. And Ferd as well. Yeah.
0: Right, round, we'll put that right. We had a a bit of a say there, didn't we? Put the world to right there. Round four, um, John's going to lead us in on it. And then, Steve, I think you'll be taking over. Efren against Cullen. What a fight.
1: Yeah,
2: what a fight. What a fight. It's one people have spoke about for years, isn't it? It was always destined to happen. I think it was rumoured to almost happen last year. It didn't come off for some reason. But it's so simple to see what's going to happen, I think. what But it's so easy to see what both fighters have got to do. It's so easy to see what will happen if one does it and the other one doesn't. I can't wait for it. It's guaranteed to be thrilling. Cullen's got to get through four rounds without taking a load of damage. Efron's got to get through four rounds without being discouraged. Anything could happen. I can't wait.
0: You know what? No. Just a quick say on this before Steve takes over. I spoke to Steve last week. I said, "Is Cullen right?" He said, "Oh, he's been in the office. He's absolutely best." I've been around him. I'm excited. Saturday morning, I'm walking through Ashton. I see Billy Denez, the boxer, who's been sparring with with Efron. He said, how's Mike? He said, oh, he's bang on. It's going to be fantastic. You know, everyone, it, there's no excuse. It, it's brilliant. Go on, Steve. I'm so excited for this.
1: Yeah, yeah. I said, it is. And going back to the 50-50s, it is, these are the sort of fights that, you know, we want to watch. And like like John, John was saying, it can go either way. Uh, one thing I say is like, I can't see it going the distance. If you look at Mark's record, he's had two losses, both stoppages. Jack's had four losses, all stoppages. So he won't go the distance, but who's going to win? I mean, that's that's the big one and that's why people have wanted to see it because you've got, like, Mark fans who, yeah, he's going to knock him out and then you've got Jack fans who, went, yeah, they'll break him down and stop him We'll use his jab and, you know, uh, obviously that's what he's gone, But, you know it has got a local interest, and I've just been looking at the card. It's the only local interest fight there. There's not one other person from Manchester on that card. And uh, I think, um, I hope they don't get it wrong and put it on too early, because um, they've got the names that they want for Sky, because uh, a lot of people will be going for this. I know Jack Jack Person sold £50,000, well, over £50,000 of a ticket and I dare say Efren's probably done, done more. So, um, you know, it's going to be a great fight. I'd go 100% with, with Cullen if it wasn't for the fact that since the uh, Liam Williams fight, Efren's had a few good fights. You know, he spent too long beating Noddy's up, didn't he? And that was shown when uh, he stepped up and fought Liam Williams and absolutely uh, fell apart, I think. Since then, he's had a couple of more harder fights and uh, he'll be better prepared for it. But I know Cullen's super confident and uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm hoping he'll be like the second British champion for VIP in two nights on Saturday.
0: Right. Right. Steve, it's back to you. Middle East boxing, Steve.
1: Yeah, Middle East boxing. Again, we we touched on it before, but I've just been looking in the last couple of days and, and... I don't think there's ever been a fight like um, Saturday night where it was like um, Skills Challenge who promoted it. So it was a Middle East East boxing company doing a big event outside of uh, the Middle East. So, you know, you see massive events in Saudi and Abu Dhabi and and regular events in Dubai. But two, two things, one, to have a massive show and have it outside of the Middle East, obviously... It was in Poland for us, but Skills Challenge actually promote us. And the way I'm looking at it now is that it makes sense, doesn't it? They've been doing these massive events, putting loads and loads of money and millions and millions of pounds and getting nothing out of it except for one night viewing figures of people coming, seeing seeing Saudi. And it, it doesn't make sense to keep throwing that money away, even though they've got plenty of it. It's good now that, A, they're going to invest in boxers and build them up themselves, or not build them up because he's already there, but they're going to take other fighters on and they're going to invest in boxing and put some of the money into the boxing. Um, I, I think you'll see this happening more now and uh, it could only be good for boxing that they're actually putting money in but taking it away just from the Middle East and, and then probably build their own kids up so they can be superstars on the big events in the Middle East.
0: I think a lot of this throwing money is the what the, the the people in the Arab world crave is respect from outside. Um, and you know, I won't be surprised if in two, three years they're not getting the respect from people outside. I won't be surprised they just thought, "Damn it!" and pulled a rug under everything. If they don't get mm-hmm. the respect. There, there is that in them. You know, that they're a law unto themselves in a the sense. If they don't want to do something, if they suddenly got bored in the football overnight. They would just cancel every club and everyone would be sacked. You wouldn't be seeing a penny. And I think a lot of it is trying to earn respect from the world over this. Do
2: you you think, Steve, do you think it would be a good idea if they started trying to put on smaller shows? Or would you prefer them to just use all these assets and resources they've got to put on massive events that draw eyes to boxing? Or if they started saying, oh, well, we're going to build like... um, not a talent agency. I don't think that's the right word. But if they started saying we're going to start promoting smaller shows, do you think that'd be a good? I'm not talking obviously four and six rounders at Wigan Leisure Centre. I'm talking like a British title level fights. Do you think that'd be good for the sport, or do you think that'd be bad? Would you prefer
1: to no, see? No, I, I think it'd be good. I think it'd be good, and I think I'll see you'll see him doing that. And like you say, they'll get a get a pool of talent that they want to invest the money in with, including top amateurs who are turning over. Help build them up. So the fact that when they come over to the mega events in there, they've had some sort of return on it rather than just paying stupid money for for big events. And um, you know, I know they've got shitload of money, but it doesn't make sense when you think they might invest hundred million on on one event, probably more when they're building stadiums. You know, they might be investing two hundred million on just one event. You wouldn't be far off. Old in boxing, would you even put two hundred million into uh, the 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 fighters and forgot about maybe four to five of them? You'd be able to run run boxing, and uh, I'm sure there's people over there in the Middle East look at it now and thinking to ourselves, you know, let let's use some of our money wisely instead of being big time Charlie potatoes.
0: Where where do you think it will go? I mean, I might have overrun on this, but it's quite a good it's a good topic. Where do you think where they we're going to get their own stars from, though? Because we're talking countries like, you know, Middle East countries like Saudi Arabia, Abu Dhabi, Qatar, Bahrain. Everyone there, most people in those countries, you know, shit, fifty dollar bills. So where are you going to get the boxers from when the wealth's already in the country?
1: They're going to find scouts, aren't they, to to to
0: go around the world and find them, and you know. Oh, is that what they're going to do and give them
1: passports? Afghanistan, America, England, you know, I'm sure that's what they'll do. I'm sure what they'll do. And uh, you can't compete with them, even with your TV money.
0: Yeah, fascinating. Fascinating. Mm -hmm.
1: Right, uh, round
0: six, um, VIP Boxing Mayhem. And I say mayhem, Steve, because back in March, you did three shows in three weeks. I was matching them for you. And you said never doing that again, three in three weeks, nearly killed everybody. You're doing five mm-hmm. in five weeks. Tell us about VIP boxing mayhem between now and the rest of the year and your hope. Yeah,
1: I said I'll do one every two weeks, didn't I, mean? it's just to keep on going. So we've not done one for five weeks. So it's five in 10 weeks, if you look at it. I mean, uh, yeah, but it's
0: back pro- to back.
1: Yeah, the problem is I've got too many fighters, haven't I? And, um, I've, I've got to keep them busy because that's what I promised them when I, I took them on so uh, I'm not really looking forward to it I mean as you know I went away for a week and that Blackpool show the first one was absolutely wasn't it was like nine fights all matched up and uh, really really good we've come back and we've got two already out with injuries we've got a couple with um, scanned queries we've got one with a medical query we've had three pull out on the other side and it's Wow, you, you get forget how bad it is, don't you? Yeah, you free but, on the uh, other side, yeah yeah, listen, it's 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 like anything else. We always pull it out. Some of the shows aren't as good as you'd like to be, but we pull it out and we, we keep keep the fighters busy. And as you can see in September I've got about eight kids fighting for titles on, on all four T V platforms and um that, that's where we've got to get these lads to and the sooner we get the talent onto TV, the less shows we've got to do. And that, that's got to be the aim for me over the next 12 months.
0: Yeah, is, that, is, is um just one, someone I mentioned at the top of the show there, Steve, Corey Reagan. Is yeah. he your next one to push for TV? Because you rang up the other day saying, it's time, and said to me, it's time for him to go now. And I know yeah, you tried yeah. to make a really good fight. You made a very fair offer a champion. I'm not, that meant for us to say who, yeah, I don't it's fair to say who turned it down, and today, date, you said to me, that is there anyone for him? Is he the next one you're looking to push to TV by winning a, a good fight on one of your cards? He's well,
1: one of them. I wouldn't say was the next one because we've got a lot of kids who are capable of going on there, but I mean, I was hoping he was going to be on Josh's uh, undercard fighting for the English title, but um the English champion decided that he'd rather... Fight someone a bit uh, easier on on Steffi's show than, than earn a bit more money. tech tech um, Cody on 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 a, on a TV show, so I was a bit like disappointed and that, that didn't happen. But you know that's the level that Cody needs to go on and, and be and be tested at the English level, and um, hopefully on on the Wakefield show we'll get him eliminated for the English and and uh, push him into that position. But uh, no, I've probably got. 10 or 12 fighters like um, Cordy who needs need an opportunity now to uh, make or break because he's, he's one of many full-time pros I've got, um, you know, uh, you can only have so many learning fights before you've got to go in one and like I was saying at the start now, you know, we've got to start finding out if these kids can do it and if they can't and they fail at a level, you know, as long as they put some, sort of competitive fight, we'll we'll get another opportunity, won't they? You
2: are finding Steve that some of your better kids are coming through quicker now, like Abrol's gonna move quick, isn't he? Corey's move pretty quick. They're not get they're not having 16, 17 fights now, have they? For getting there earlier.
1: Yeah, to to be honest with you, I've always said that that 10's enough to find out about your kids and uh some of them might need a couple more, but at 10 this they, they should be ready to to go in, go into title fights and like say Cabral's only young, isn't he? I mean, um he he's had eight uh, he's gonna do an eight rounder this, this this weekend or not this weekend, next weekend, but he's not he's not been uh, well, he's had tons of lighters, so he he's out. But yeah, you know, we would to get a couple of eight rounders, then it'd be in ten round title fights, you know, uh, probably go central area and then then English and then he'd be pushing for British after 15 or 16. But um, you know, he's been a talented youngster, um, that, that needed a bit of time. The same as Ben Marksby who's fighting on, on on Saturday night. He's a very, very, very talented kid, but he only fought as a junior, he never fought as a senior, so you know, probably needs a little bit more than like say Cory Reagan, who who was like um, I think he was Number two in the country, wasn't he, Corey? And, um, you know, he's a full-time pro and, and and had four or five years now as a pro. So, you know, uh, he, he's, he's ready to go a bit quicker than uh, Ben was.
0: It's interesting. You've got Ben Marksby against Graven Mendoza at the end of the month, who's a good yardstick for everybody. I think Jake Abra was the only man who's seen him off comfortably.
1: Right, right. It's, I didn't even know he'd matched him with him, Steve. So uh, I thought I told you last week. I oh,
0: know. I will give the names, and the trainer was happy with him.
1: Right, Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, listen, Ben's a talent, isn't he? And, you know, he, he's he's fighting on uh, Channel Five on 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 Friday night, and he's going to box on our own show. And maybe that'll be the last time we see him on other the VIP shows because uh, he's now got a contract with Channel Five, and, Has well, he? and yeah, and and. Um, Hopefully, they're going to help us um, make him into a champion. Yeah.
0: I didn't know he was. So he's gone with Sourlands, has he, Steve? He, he um, has, yeah.
1: So, yeah. how comes they're letting you have
0: him on this show at the end of the month because just to help your first show in the Northeast?
1: you know what? I always try and put it in my contracts with the TV promoters that um, subjected to suiting boat promoters that the lads can fight on, on VIP shows. And the main reason is that, you know, to try and build the support room locally because it, it's important. So it'll be a benefit, not just for us on our own show, but long-term with we, Wasserman, you know, if you're not coming back to Newcastle for a while, that, you know, uh, Ben's been seen up there and, and getting support from his local people who are hopefully following because it could be being showcased around the country, couldn't it, depending on where the Channel 5 shows are going. But, uh, no, um, if, it, if it suits both parties, it makes sense, doesn't it?
0: Yeah. John, anything you want to add for Steve's giving us the low down there?
1: We've
2: pretty much gone through a lot there, haven't
0: we, tonight? Yeah, i that's you, That was quick, quick, very quick half hour. Steve, thanks very much for coming on. I know you've been working today and you're up early in the morning. John Evans, thanks as always, mate. Uh, lovely to see your little face again, my pal John. Sorry Is about there, your football it? team, Oldham.
2: Yeah, Woody, what do you think of Lily's tan?
1: I just thought it was cheap lighting in the house, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know ginger's tanned.
0: No, I'm not ginger. That is, there isn't much there. That is not ginger, though, Woodster. <laughs> I'm not having that. I'm not having a ginger, mate. Yeah. I'm not being he's, called that. I, you know,
1: he's not another strawberry blonde
0: I'm, I've got. It <laughs> that's a strawberry blonde, that is, mate. That's That's a strawberry blonde. Anyway, I'm getting yeah. out of here for tonight. Before you upset me or anyone else, Steve, fellas, pleasure right. talking to you both. and uh, See you by Oh, Steve, I'm on a call you early in the morning. John our feature in the week. Cheers then.
1: Thanks a Thanks, lot. Fellas. Fellas.
2: For all boxing, info, news and latest interviews, Amateur and Pro, across and off. Click and subscribe. VIP, Boxing Promotions. Also Twitter, Instagram and Facebook.